Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and with me for this episode, we have Crystal. Enunciate. <laughs> and Bo. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you, man? Pretty good, man. What's the, uh, I, I, I know this is uh, quite banal, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. What's the weather like there? Uh, it is cold. It, it's in that point in winter where it's like cold in the morning, cold in the afternoon, but it's kind of warm in the middle of the day. Uh, um, so that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's too bad. I still, I still haven't rode my bike to work, but I think it's mainly because I'm lazy, not necessarily because of the weather. <laughs> Just blame I the keep weather. Blaming it on the weather. Yeah, I keep yeah. blaming it on the weather. <laughs> well, it's bloody hot here, man. Hot. I know. Hot at the end of the day. Hot at the end of the day and hot in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's hot all the, all day. <laughs> bloody bastard. <laughs> but uh, oh, anyway, what can you do? It's hot in the middle of the day, hot in the beginning of the day. <laughs> my my small talk skills are very lucky. No, <laughs> they're pretty the bad. <laughs> uh, for this episode, we have the usual news, reviews, and Azerothian times, uh, and we also have round two of our contest of champions. It's been uh, very successful. It's been even more successful than I thought it would be. How did, how did it turn out last week? How did it turn out? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. Um, so we revealed the winner in the last episode. Ah, uh, without me? Yeah, without you. Sorry, man. It's oh, man. There's, a re- there's a reason for it. I was going to talk about it more when we got to Contest of Champions, but I'll, t- I'll do it now. Why not? Um, basically, basically, just the uh, the excitement online was uh, was quite intense for a couple of days, and then it sort of just died completely. Were we like we were like put bringing down the Facebook servers? It was like uh, <laughs> it was like launch a World of Warcraft on Facebook. Facebook did go like, down. I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram was like that. Uh, but no, it wasn't us. No, it's just yeah. It's just, it just seems to be the way it sort of it sort of works. It sort of it uh, it's it's really exciting for the you know the first couple of days, and then sort of just sort of sort of dwindles. So I'm only going to let let that run for like a week at a time now. So um, X twenty three run one, huh? Yeah, but so yeah, X twenty three, one rigged. It wasn't rigged. It was rigged. the votes. Rigged. The votes were in, and it was X twenty three. It wasn't. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be uh, in terms of the voting and stuff. I mean, she only. Well, at the in the end, she doubled Damien's votes, but that was still better than I thought it was going to be. So. Was hanging chads, man. It's Florida all over again. Hanging chads. <laughs> what? What does that mean? That's a pretty American joke. <laughs> <laughs> so all those American listeners will understand exactly what Bo just said. Maybe it meant something along the lines of underarm bowling. I don't know. Well, that, expi- explain I don't it. Know what that means. He doesn't Ex- know what that means. Explain it, Bo. Uh, uh, hanging chads. Oh, and um, during the Bush-Gore elections, uh, they they said that they didn't count certain votes because of the way they were punched. And then they had this whole thing about whether if somebody punches a chad, but it, it like the little piece of paper doesn't come all the way off the vote ballot they call it a hanging chad ah. and, and they were saying oh we don't count those the hanging chads and so there was this whole thing in florida about a recount it was like a huge scandal in, in the uh, bush gore election yeah i know i know this the scandal this, the voting scandal but, I, but i never term. heard that term hanging chads before yes. uh, cool well, in that case yeah so yes x23 was the winner of uh, round one so it was uh pretty exciting so she'll move on to the next stage and uh we'll be talking uh, when we get to contest of champions we'll be talking about uh, our round two competitors who were deathstroke versus deadpool cool so let's move on to the news 
Uh, Sony's Amy Pascal has decided to step down from her position. There's a shotgun. If you remember, she was the one in that awesome photo with Angelina Jolie giving her the death stare. <laughs> Brick. Uh. So she was involved in that, with that in that, uh, the anything know, that Sony made, hacking thing. Anything that would have made that f- photo better if she was doing force choke. <laughs> That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> the photo is one of my favorite photos of all time. But uh, yeah, so she's so she ste- so she hasn't been fired. They just totally wanted to stress that fact. She hasn't been fired. She's just stepped down from position into another position. She's probably but, encouraged uh, to. Yeah, I would say there was some strong encouragement. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. oh well, yeah. it, it happens. What can you do? Uh, time for a little mini rant. There is a. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is coming out soon, and of course, there's a trailer for it, as there is for other films. And of course, uh, someone's decided to do a Lego version of it. So Lego Fifty Shades of Grey. So of course, my reaction is bloody hell! I didn't even know there was a Lego version. You could have made, remained blissfully ignorant, but <laughs> no, nah, it's just not on. I would. How, I would how, you, how are you ignorant? Stephen Fry retweeted it. What? Don't just happen to see every single tweet that he does. Yeah, you love, you love Stephen. I want to see the Lego version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, well, look after after the podcast. Look it up. It's uh, <laughs> it's intriguing to say the least. <laughs> I want to see the actual. I want to see him make a whole movie though. <laughs> oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Lego, like, yeah, you want to see Lego bricks going at it. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. see one Lego character spanking another Lego character. I just I don't I want to see that. Like changing out their pieces and stuff. Like like he changes <laughs> out his leg pieces. <laughs> 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 okay, that I would see. I would see Lego Fifty Shades of Grey. I would do that. Turn him around. He's 50, back on the Lego. Fifty Shades of Lego. <laughs> it can happen. All the Lego pieces have to be different shades of grey. <laughs> exactly. Now they've done so many that they just have. They just they figure they have to do them all. Yeah, I know. But it's got to stop. <laughs> it's got to stop, please, for the love of God. Uh, now, the uh, the other news item is NBC news anchor Brian Williams uh, is in a bit of strife at the moment because uh, but he's been in the business for many, many years and uh, he's recently revealed that uh, a story that he used to tell on numerous occasions uh, of when he was covering the Iraq war, his helicopter was shot with uh, a missile and uh, he's, you know, he's garnered, garnered a lot of you know, a lot of praise and a lot of sympathy and all that sort of business. It now turns yeah. out that that's actually not true. <laughs> it never happened at all. In fact, wow. it was it happened to the helicopter that was behind him. And uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up is, I mean, the fact that somebody, some you know, some famous celebrity has lied is really not that shocking. I mean, who? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. But yeah. his explanation for it is hilarious. So the only reason he's actually even brought it up is because, so yeah, so he's been caught out essentially, and. Uh, his explanation is just hilarious. I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but essentially he said that somehow, he's not too sure how, but somehow his memories conflated, which is my new favourite word, his memories conflated into him thinking that even though the hel- his helicopter was not harmed in any way, he was in the helicopter that was actually shot with a missile. So which is just blatant bullshit. This <laughs> is blatant lied to everybody who was watching that screen. So it's That's just, like whenever you say we accidentally had sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same on the banana kind of thing. Thing. <laughs> I won't finish that line. <laughs> I just, I just, it's just, it, it just, I don't know, it just strikes me dumb. I just, I can't, you know what I mean? I, I just was, can't figure it out. I was quite disappointed. Not that I watch NBC News, but he was the anchor that did that little skit with Jimmy Fallon that I quite liked, the, the cool jazzy thing. 
So that's funny. I actually never heard of this man until just recently. I didn't. I, never, I didn't even know. Fun. Actually, I didn't even know he existed until the Pan, the Peter Pan stage production was in was was happening, and his daughter was in it. Yeah, and, and his son Fallon. Yeah, yeah, it was mentioned on Fallon. Yeah, I did. I mean, but he's been in the business for for you know. Well, we don't watch twenty NBC plus news. years. <laughs> but still, but but it's, but it's interesting because they uh, during this article they also mentioned Tom Brokaw. Who we know? And I, I, I've grown up, grown up with Doris. So I know who he is. So I know it was, it was found interesting. Oh no, Brian Williams is is like on everything. Like I, I yeah, yeah, it's dude all the time. Yeah, well there you go. See, so he it means be, it means a lot more to you. He'd be he'd be to America as Brian Naylor is to Australia. You reckon? I always thought Tom Broker was the Brian Naylor of us. No more of the. Uh... Anyway, this, this conversation conversation is derailed. But anyway, so this, so it's also now it's also now being pointed out that he's he's uh, second most famous story, which is uh, uh, the fact when he was in Katrina and he saw a body float by, is now now being told uh, being said to be technically impossible because <laughs> there was there was wasn't uh, enough flooding in his area, the French Quarter, in order for that to happen. Um, so anyway, so it's, it's, it's a long and you know sordid story. So basically, essentially, it boils down to a famous person has been caught lying, and uh, you know, who cares? <laughs> they do it all the time. All yeah. of them do it. But the, the reason, just the reason I brought it up is he was being after all. Who knew it? Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that he's, he's just garnered a lot of false uh, false praise and uh, stuff like that because of it. So that's why people are annoyed. But anyway, the reason I brought it up because I just thought his explanation was hilarious. Just one more piece of news. It's not really nerd-related, but maybe this time next week we might have a new Prime Minister. I yeah. so hope we have a new Prime Minister. <laughs> He's so embarrassing. Well, we wanna, yeah, we'll throw, we'll throw some politics out there, but uh, our, our Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, is uh, a moron, to, to put it bluntly, and... Uh, He's. Uh, I am. You are. He's. He's not very. He's not. I don't know. I don't even know how he got into power personally. But he's. He's uh, not very well liked. They wanted and, to vote out the other guy. Yeah. I guess, well. Yeah. I guess he's. He was less hated. His word, but it is. But uh, the. He just recently has come to a head that he uh, bestowed a knighthood of Australia, so, uh, which is possibly our highest honor, I suppose, the Order of Australia. He brought knighthoods back. Yeah. On onto uh, Prince Philip. <laughs> Who's not Australian? <laughs> and he's married to the Queen. Why would you knight them? I know. How many more? How many more awards does this guy need to get? <laughs> so, uh, and you know, he's claiming it's because he just, you know, he's str- he, res- he respects Prince Philip and the royal family, and that I mean that is true. He's said that many times in the past, but it's clearly, you know. What's, how, how can I phrase that without being family? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> it's suck it up to the nth degree. <laughs> anyway, so and uh, the Australian public has uh, has reacted, and uh, they're, they're, not very, <laughs> they're not very happy. So it's unlikely that he'll be in power uh, for very soon. He's our very own George W. He is. He is our own George W. But not as funny. No. <laughs> at least at least George W. was funny. Tony Abbott's just creepy. You got a shirt front you. <laughs> I mean, anyway, the great thing about bad presidents is they bring out the best in Saturday Night Live. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> bring back Clinton, I say. He was hilarious. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. So the last piece of news we've got is uh, some some uh, blatant self promotion. <laughs> some, some some blatant pack of pats on the back. But uh, I just I just need to bring this up because it's just. It's just unbelievably awesome. So, with the uh, Contest of Champions, 
Um, I've, I've decided to sort of learn a bit more about social media and how it works and, you know, and actually try and figure this stuff out, you know, like, like all you young people do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so with the, cause we've got some champions that uh, we, we post the fights on, on Facebook and, uh, what, a, what our reaction uh, on Facebook has just been unbelievably awesome. It's just, it's been so, so brilliant. Um, we had an awesome reaction to X23 and Robin and we've had an even better uh, a reaction this time like last last time during x23 versus robin we got i think it was like 17 new likes or something like that uh but this week deadpool De- versus deathstroke we've gotten as of this recording 85 new likes which, oh brings, us, which brings us up to a total of 439 so what the heck that's crazy i know i mean there's nothing compared to silhouettes page which has got you know almost ten thousand likes but <laughs> you know but it's, it's, it's for us 439 is just unbelievably awesome and uh, i just i can't thank uh, all of you enough i mean anybody who's uh, listening to this now and has come to come to us from uh, the facebook campaign i just uh, i just want to say thank you very much and uh, it really means a lot i mean it's just a button click for you but uh, it just it means that at least we've we got people you know, people who like us and listen to us and, you know... Think they love me! Right. They really love me! I know, it sound, was starting to sound like that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you like me! <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so yeah, really, really, really awesome. And uh, we'll talk about it more when we get to Contest of Champions. But, uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to make light of it. It is a cool thing. <laughs> I thought you were just picking on me, not... <laughs> so, but uh, that's right, I just had to be picked on, that's fine. But uh, yeah, it means a lot, so thank you very much. Uh, let's move on to our reviews. First up, we're going to go. We're going to go ladies first, I think. Oh, we've been ladies first the last three weeks, have we? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. We'll go. Chivalry. Uh, you know, chivalry's not dead. All right. We'll, we'll go special. You know, special American crew member first. <laughs> Rule. That's both. Both special. All right. <laughs> I'm the only American crew member. <laughs> I don't know how special that is. Well, the fact that you're American makes you special. We think that, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, my review this week, I want to do uh, – I watched a documentary recently um, called Journey to Planet X. And um, Netflix suggested it because I um, – I don't know if it saw that I was watching a lot of uh, sci-fi and also documentaries, and so it was it was going to show me a sci-fi documentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, and I also I also watch a lot of like those uh, those ancient aliens and those kind of like uh, crazy <laughs> out there things. I don't know, but uh, Netflix thought I'd like it, cool. and uh, I would say it was it was on the money. Awesome. Um, Journey to Planet X is it's about uh, two movie creators, uh, Eric Swan and Troy uh, Troy Bernier Bernier. Uh, I hope I'm saying his names their names right. Um, they're basically like two like every man. You know they have day jobs, but they've been making movies together for like 20 years, and they have like um, store uh, like a storage facility um, that they rent, and they've got like green screen set up, and they've got all this like equipment, and they're making these like homemade movies with their friends and they're, and they're even like hiring like local actors and actresses and things. They look terrible. <laughs> they're like, they're like on the level of like be kind, rewind kind of movies. Um, and, uh, 
but there but you know i can relate to it though like it's it's really similar to a lot of the stuff i'm into like with podcasting and and i've even kind of thought about trying to make a movie one day and, and on a low budget and that sort of thing and 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 so i can relate to what they're doing like i i get the I get the idea that it's the journey that is the the fun part, not necessarily the outcome. Um, but anyway, so they're, they've been doing this for like 20 years, and they finally decide, like, this is, we're investing everything we have into doing one 20-minute feature that is going to be, like, the epic, that's going to prove to the world that, like, we, we, all this time we spent doing this, that all of this, all this energy and effort that we've put into these, these movies is not for nothing. And that it, it's it's it, it'll all have meaning because they'll they'll see this twenty minute piece, and they'll they'll say these guys did this in their backyard like that's crazy. Um, we should we should like hire them or they should make more of these. We want to see more movies. They, they they were like we're bringing this to the masses and we're going to invest in this in this final project. Um, and the project is uh, Planet X. It's a, it's a movie called Planet X. Um, it had a really cool premise. I, I, I don't know that I could give you the details of all of it, you know, um, spilled out here, but it had a really cool premise, uh, something about some, like, uh, construction workers or, or something on the moon, and then there's, like, a terrorist attack, and then, um, you see, like, the fallout of the terrorist attack, and anyway, so this is about the making of that movie, and they hire a comic book artist to do their storyboarding, they um they have this it's funny like they have this huge debate in the movie like it's like a fourth of the movie where they're debating whether they need a blue screen or a green screen <laughs> <laughs> and they end up going with the green screen they they repaint their they repaint their blue room green and um it's just that kind of like it's just that kind of like these conversations that they have where they're like you know i read online that that green works out better than blue and then they have these you know debates together about it and then they finally go buy a can of paint and, and paint it and like the one guy, I don't know which is which. Um, I don't know if it's Eric or Eric Swan or, or Troy, but um, the one guy is like dead set on perfection and is you know he's kind of taking charge on this movie more than he did on the past movies. And he's like you know I I want to make sure this is this is the breadwinning movie. Like I want everything perfect. I want everything you know just the way. Like we're cutting no corners. Um, and the other guy who's just equally invested. He's equally invested financially, but he's a little more lax about it. Like, you know, he's a little more like, um, you know, I think, I think if we spray paint this black, it'll look like a space suit, you know, like, like, like he's, he's more of the old school kind of, you know, kind of guy. Mm. And, um, but they seem to work well together. And, and, and I think they definitely like each other. They couldn't be doing this together for 20 years, but it's funny to see, to see them struggle. He just wants to make the movie kind of, that's just what he does. And it's just kind of his, that's the thing he does, and the other guys is, is like, you know, this has to be, this has to be perfect because this is an investment. And um, in the end, they do make the movie. They do show it in the documentary, and um, they show it at like a, they have like a release party, and um, you know, people come from you know all around to see it. And then uh, after they see the movie, I don't, I don't really want to reveal to you too much about the movie whenever you see it. Um, but uh, they, uh, they get invited to a few, um, to a few like. Um, Film, film con kind of things. What do they call them? Film festivals. Uh, festivals. Yeah, they get they get invited to a few like sci-fi festivals and things like that, and it and it has a really old school kind of nature to it, and so it has a certain appeal. Um, but it's 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 a great documentary. It's a great cool. watching. It's great watching um, from the beginning to the end, and 
And, and you know, I will say that like the finished product, it, what it really got to me was like the finished product was really not the reward. It's the journey to Planet X, mm. Um, mm. not necessarily Planet X. And um, that's really the, the story. The story of the documentary is all about the journey. And um, as far as documentaries go, this is a really cool documentary. I mean, I give it like a like a we'll just say four out of five. We'll say four out of five because I think it deserves more than a three. So four out of five. That's a good score. Four good. out of five. Yeah, three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. <laughs> four, four is pretty pretty good for it. I mean, I do I do I do think it. Like, if I were to make a top list of top ten documentaries, it might make it might make the back of the list somewhere. Just because cool. I I actually watch a whole lot of documentaries. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's that. We've got. Uh, I was gonna say ladies next, but no, screw it. I'm gonna go next. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> now you get this guy. Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> I am also doing a documentary. I chose to do my social network stalker. But you're still talking about documentary or about your social network stalker? My, both. Both. <laughs> I was, I was too, too, one of those, in one of those moves where I was too lazy to turn the TV over. <laughs> too lazy to pick up a remote control. And, and it sort of got me interested. This had been on before, but I hadn't watched it the first time around. Um, it's directed by Luke Campbell, who's done a number of uh, TV Things, including Idiot Abroad. Um, the documentary is about a young lady called Ruth Jeffrey, and it takes you through how she met her boyfriend Shane at school and they'd been dating since they were 13. And um, they, they get to the point of her life when she started discovering people had put nude pictures of her online. Now, those were these were fake nude pictures. Um, that somebody had photoshopped her f- face onto her body and it started sort of spreading around her in a circle. Then later on, real new photos started to surface. And this, this came about because the boyfriend seemed to be... You don't ever get his side of the story, but he seemed to be kind of domineering and she's she's quite in love with him and sort of, you know, she resists at first, but then in order to please, she'll do the nude photos. And then they leak out online, and she asks him, how did they get out? And he's saying, constantly saying that um, somebody's hacked his computer. Um, it must be this guy, Ian, because Ian's the only one who has access to his computer. So she confronts Ian, and Ian doesn't know what she's talking about. And it just starts escalating from there. Um, somebody hacks her, all her social media, so people are getting messages that look like they're from her but they're not and they're saying disgusting things and they're turning friends against her and her Facebook gets hacked, her sister's Facebook gets hacked and then there comes the videos. Now the videos come about the same way as the photos did. She ends up just doing it to please him and then they get leaked as well. She's told that, oh no, no, my computer's secure, no, nobody will get them, it's just for you and me and then they get leaked as well. Um, and I kind of sit there watching the video, watching the documentary, thinking, how is she not seeing the signs here? He's the one common denominator in all of these things. How is she not seeing it? And, and I'm thinking, well, she's known the guy since he was 13. She believes she knows him extremely well and she trusts him. And yeah. it, it takes a lot of um, convincing for her not to. And the interesting way it happens is... And this is a spoiler, I suppose, but the story's been out for quite some time. Um, is that her dad receives an email supposedly from her, 
and it says it's got a link to new photos, which he doesn't click on, smart, smart man. Um, but he traces the origin of the email back to a company in America who then are able to trace where that came from back to the boyfriend. Ooh. I can't remember the specifics, but well done. Cyber sleuthing. Well done, Dad. And then this mm. leads to um, eventually a conviction for the boyfriend. I think and he ends up spending four months in prison or something. It's pretty terrible. I feel very sorry for this girl. She seems like a, a in the documentary anyway, she seems kind of mousy and, um, you know, very insecure, um, but likable, sweet girl. Um, and uh, apparently she wasn't always that way. Apparently she was more outgoing. But, you know, this this things like this has kept her up at night. I mean, she's constantly Googling her name to see how many more photos have got out there and trying to delete them and getting companies to delete them and really turned her life around. Um, and I think the, the heartbreaking thing is, is the, this abuse of trust, that not only from the boyfriend, but um, she's, she's trusted social media as well, which is probably a bad thing. Uh, and it's just he's taken that trust that she's placed in him and just manipulated to his own evil ends. I, th- I thought it was an, an interesting documentary and it was interesting to see how how evil, well, not social media can be, but how you can use social media to your own evil. Why, I, I still can't wrap my head around why you would do that to somebody. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, the, what he's, the guy that he was accusing of taking the stuff at yeah. the end, his last comment, which I thought was the most the most apt was like she's already she is your girlfriend why would you troll your own girlfriend yeah, why would like, you stalk what, her why, why would you stalk your own girlfriend What's, what, what have you got to gain yeah uh, obviously some because he's a nutbag mental issues it's well, um, a, a power trip more it, yeah it was an interesting documentary the only thing that had me a little bit puzzled is why the, the mother was she, the, when you cut cut back and forth between the interviews the mother was always being interviewed in a graveyard while she was pruning the trees <laughs> I don't know if that's her job or what. It was a bit strange. Um, <laughs> but on the whole, I, I, as I say, I found it quite interesting. I, I give the documentary three and a half. Looks. Looks. I was going to say bow because I'd written down... Three and a half bows? Bow, bow, bow underneath <laughs> for his, his, uh, his rating. I was going to say three and a half bows, so I just stopped. <laughs> That's that's the cr- incredibly indecisive votes. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half weeks. All right, cool. All right. So, well, then, uh, last but certainly not least, because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not least <laughs> is myself. Yeah. Um, once again, as as what has become habit, I'm going to do a sneaky two reviews thing, but they tie into each other, so it kind of works. Uh, I was I was meant to do like a full on review of uh, Taken Three, mm. <laughs> but in uh, in watching that, I've decided that there's really not much to say. I mean, it's just bad. It's 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 a sad end to uh, into the series that really shouldn't have gone as long as it did. So I think I'll, I'll have some things to say. Let's let's, let's go. Taken Three is uh, stars Liam Neeson, uh, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> And uh, a bunch of other people, Famke Jansen and uh, Maggie Grace return uh, to reprise their roles as the ex-wife and the daughter, respectively. It's a, it's directed by uh, the uh, interestingly named Oliver Megaton, which is, it's, I don't know, it just screams Megaton. terrible. Megaton. I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's only a transformer. Yeah, he sounds like exactly. Uh, who also directed number two. And, and that's quite telling because uh, number two is 
probably worse than this, to be honest. Yeah, I'll definitely go with worse. But uh, I actually quite like, uh, despite uh, Crystal shaking of her head, I actually quite like taking one. I, I think it's a, it was a, a breath of fresh air for the action genre at the time when it, when, when it was released. And, you know, and I've, I've seen it multiple, multiple times. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I especially, one of the main aspects of the, of the first film that I quite like is that it's not very clear uh, whether Brian is a good guy or not. I mean, he does some pretty horrible things. And uh, the sort of ambiguity, ambiguity is, is actually quite interesting. But then they released, uh, of course, the inevitable number two, which is just atrocious from start to finish. It's a, it's a, a zero out of five film. It's just it's so bad. It's and it, it, it goes to that sort of that uh, that action style that uh, has become quite popular these days, uh, in an effort to sort of uh, get past the senses. Um, instead of cutting the action scene altogether, which obviously they can't do because it's an action film, um, they just cut it. They edit it in such a way that there's nothing really happens. Like you know, no, you never see anything, anybody connect. There's no blood, that sort of stuff. It's really quite bad. And Taken Two takes it to a whole new level of crap. Taken Three, uh, while the story is uh, is better than uh, Taken Two, it is essentially just a rip off of The Fugitive. The only difference really is that unlike The Fugitive, which I think actually kind of got it wrong, as much as I love The Fugitive, don't get me wrong, I think it's awesome, it's just uh, the the main character is is Dr. Kimball, but he gets he definitely gets put in the back burner compared to Tommy the Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones and his group that are going after him. And they're, they, I mean, they're the, the, the unwitting stars of the show. It's that iconic searching speech. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, just, I mean, their personalities are just much more enjoyable. So, whereas uh, Taken Three, I mean, it's, it very much deals strictly with Brian uh, Brian Mills being the you know the main star, and, and uh, because you know when you've got Liam Neeson, you know muck around. That's all you need. Exactly. Um, and Forrest Whitaker, I mean, I'm a big Forrest Whitaker fan, uh, but he really does nothing. Like nobody in this film does anything of any note. I mean, when you've got someone as good as Forrest Whitaker going to waste like this it's a bit of a shame like he practically sleepwalks through the film and uh, it's it's a damn shame the action scenes are uh, not as heavily edited as Taken 2's ones are but they are still in that sensor beating you know really really quick sort of movement thing that it just just makes it unwatchable I mean it just, it just it's not exciting because you actually can't see what the hell's going on and even worse is you get some scenes that quite clearly should have blood involved in them specifically one scene where one of the bad guys commits suicide by shooting himself in the head. And yet, when you see his body lying on the ground, there's no blood. You just want to see the blood. That was your complaint about The That's Hobbit as well. Because, but it doesn't make logical sense, <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm bloodthirsty and there must be blood. I'm just saying, but, I mean, if you have a wound that is meant to be bleeding, there should be blood. Isn't that why there's the Klingon blood in Star Trek is purple because they didn't want it to look too like, yeah like to, to, to get past the senses. Yeah. I would have even accepted that. I would be like, oh, there's a weird sci-fi twist in this film. What's going? Why is yeah. his blood purple? <laughs> would have been a bit more interesting. Some new blood that makes their or some new drug or something that makes their blood purple. Exactly, and then you get a blood splattered everywhere. But uh, anyway, so Taken Three, it's bad. Avoid uh, unless you're. I mean, if you die a die-hard Taken fan. Uh, then you know, check it out. I suppose to see. Die Hard you... fan, which Die Hard. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So Taken Three, one point five Luke's, and that's being generous, mainly because I like Liam Neeson and Forrest Whitaker. Uh, so the reason, so I'll sneak in uh, a review of a film that I actually did like, which is John Wick, which is uh, also an action film in a very similar vein. So we've had a bit of a spate of these sort of films recently. So Taken Three, John Wick, The Equalizer, that sort of thing. And it's and it's, it's the you know the lone 
the lone man going up against all odds sort of stuff. And it's nothing new. It's been around for, you know, years. I mean, it's the 80s were full of that sort of stuff. And then I like that. I like that sort of that sort of film genre. I don't deny it. I think I quite, I quite enjoy them when they're done well, which, you know, Taken 2 and 3 are not. But uh, John Wick is, uh, funnily enough, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so it's Keanu Reeves in an action film. And I don't mean... You would technically class Speed as an action film. Um, but it really doesn't do all that much. Matrix? Yeah. And then you've got, of course, you've got the Matrix. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the progression from Speed, where he does a couple of stunts, stunts, and you know looks pretty cool. And I agree, he does look pretty cool. To to the Matrix, where he looks awesome and he does all these sort of stuff. To this, you know, full blown killer. I mean, he's basically he's he's portrayed in, in the film as as the world's most deadliest assassin. Um, that's not really quite portrayed that much in the film, I must admit. I mean, it's one of the things I like about about this film is that a the action scenes are incredibly well done and you can see everything that's going on I mean the action scenes are awesome um, and the other thing I like is that he's not infallible like he actually does make mistakes he's not I mean, he's, he with, if, with a gun in the hand he's, he's basically unstoppable uh, but without a weapon he's he's not really that good it, he actually takes a few few uh, hits and bruises so I, I, I quite like it Keanu of course you know just robotic acting style that he has and it seems to work you know, so it, it it does what it does, and uh, and the story, while it does sort of peter off towards the end a bit, um, is still enjoyable enough to to keep going. So it, in the end, it's a, a very enjoyable action film, and uh, I'm quite excited the fact that they're going to do a number two. Let's hope it's actually good. But uh, it's on week uh, three point five. Looks, it's uh, quite enjoyable. Check it out. We have we're across the board three point five today. All right. Well, yeah, except, yeah. Except for taking three, which was just rubbish. Yeah, well, we just don't count that. <laughs> Cool, that's reviews. Let's move on to Contest of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Really, this is really, really exciting. This has become fast becoming my uh, favourite segment on the show, I must admit. What do you... What do you, what do you oh, you're you reading the most of that. <laughs> cool. And uh, it's no, no, you know, no disrespect for Azerothian times, but uh, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, so last, uh, as we were talking about at the start, uh, the winner for round one was uh, X23, who defeated Damien. She's moving on to the next stage. Uh, this round, we've got uh, Deathstroke versus Deadpool. So the Terminator versus the Merc with the Mouth. I'll be back. No, not that Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> It, was, it, went, it went a bit skewed the, the last round. We're actually, we were meant to have, uh, have the voting before the fight um, and, yeah. then, and then have the fight and then have the winner there. But we, it, became, it was a draw, and so, so we had to have uh, people jump in with their votes to sort of figure out the winner here. Uh, this time we did it the way it was meant to be done, where we got, we've had the, had the voting uh, preceding the fight, and, then, and we'll talk about it and we'll incorporate the voting into it. It's, it's, it's interesting how both of those uh, sort of scenarios have gone. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to incorporate uh, both of those ideas together. So uh, we'll reveal the fighters for the next round in the episode and ask you good people for your opinions. Uh, if you can just jump on the website or on the Facebook and sort of give us your opinion on who should win on that, on that the episode after we've tallied, we've tallied it up. I actually won't, I won't reveal the results uh, to the, my fellow crew members. Uh, and we'll have our Contest of Champions fight discussion like we do, which is uh, really cool. Uh, and uh, and then at the end of it, I'll then reveal what the votes were, and we'll see how close we got to them. Cool. Cool. Yep, that works. Awesome. Um, and if anybody's got uh, any, uh, not just if, 
in the in the comments for De uh, Death Stroke versus Deadpool, what I really liked was some people actually had reasons why, um, and they're really really cool. So if you've got any of those, um, I'll I'll note them down and I'll actually uh, incorporate them into the fight um, as best I can because yeah. um, I because I think that's really cool. Because I, mean, I mean, no doubt there's people out there that know more about these characters than we do, um, and. Uh, and I really, I really like the passion. There's, this 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 fight so far has been the most the most impassioned fight since Han Solo versus uh, Captain Kirk, which uh, people were not pleased about <laughs> about the outcome. <laughs> um, so, but but this is uh, this has got some people really fired up. So so I won't reveal the tally. I've tallied them up as a, as a, for the uh, the votes. Uh, but I do want to read out some of the um, some of the comments, which I think were. were quite funny some of my favorite one of my some of my favorite comments um i didn't get permission to mention people's names so i'll just mention your first name um and you'll know who you'll know who you are i'll just mention it before i even mention those comments uh, we actually had over 90 comments on this fight alone which is sweet awesome. we had so many that the page wouldn't load them all it loaded them in sections yeah. and for a second i actually didn't know what it, what it was i was like I was. I'm sure there was 20 other votes or the comments on this page before. And then to, and <laughs> we was, brought Facebook down. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really, really cool. So thank you well, again. Thank you very much, for everybody. Um, the some of the comments uh, hilarious. We'll go through them. Uh, Shane said, "Deadpool greater than any other scrub you put him against, regardless of abilities. He's goddamn Deadpool." <laughs> That's a very Deadpool comment. You I know. know. I feel like that was cool. Uh, Raymond said, Deadpool, that cheating bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we also got comments from, uh, Blacksword. He was, uh, if you remember, he's the one that had, uh, that cool thing from the X-23 Robin fight where X-23 sees if Robin can fly by throwing him off the building. So he's got a, quite a, an extensive comment. Uh, Deathstroke, although sharing many similar traits, would really need to try and end this one early if he wanted to stand a chance at winning. Slade would have to use every trick in the book, that's Deathstroke's real name by the way, Slade, every trick in the book he knows to take down Deadpool with stealth before this got too far, because once Deadpool's mouth is open, it's never going to close. Sure, Slade has the military training and focus to ignore the constant chatter for a while, but it will eventually break him. Slade's other downfall will be that Deadpool has the ability to pull out a crazy array of weapons, gadgets and traps that uh, appear comical, but are actually practical, and are, are real enough to do enough damage to slow him down. Even if Slade doesn't manage to sever a limb or two, Deadpool is the type of character that would use those severed limbs in a fashion to beat Slade unconscious, only for him to regain consciousness inside a giant teddy bear costume covered in explosive charges and Deadpool walking away slowly while pulling the trigger on the detonator. Because you know, cool guys don't look at explosions. Deadpool for the win. <laughs> they don't look at the explosions, they walk away from it in slow motion. In slow motion, yes, and have their, their hair sort of wave. <laughs> I like that. I like that scenario. He wakes up in a uh, in a teddy bear costume. In a teddy bear costume, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, during the fight, we, were, we, were, we actually were meant to have uh, Wow Yoda. Brian was meant to join us um, for this fight, but he unfortunately couldn't make it. So he's emailed me some of his points. So I'll bring those up during the fight itself. Now, what is so following on from the format from the last one? I'll read out some descriptions of the characters and sort of what some of the things they can do. I'm not going to give every single factoid about them because I don't have 20 years to do it, uh, but I'll read out some of them. Deadpool. Deadpool is immortal. Uh, he's immortal because uh, it's it's quite interesting how he's immortal because he, you know, the character Thanos. He's in love with death. And in the Marvel Universe, death is actually personified as like a like a physical 
appearance as, as a woman and Thanos is in love with her and so he you know he does all sorts of you know crazy stuff to kill billions of people in order to appease her and all that sort of stuff um, and uh, Deadpool met death and uh, flirted with her <laughs> and and she seemed uh, quite interested and so uh, Thanos got jealous <laughs> and so he's, he, Thanos has now made it so that Deadpool can't die so therefore he can never meet death again and and, and somehow steal her away from Thanos so that's cooler than how Captain Jack Harkness becomes immortal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so there you Very go. Cool. Deadpool cannot die. Um, and combined with his healing factor, so Deadpool uh, has uh, a possibly even better healing factor than Wolverine's, I, I would say. He's, I mean, it, it is faster at least. Um, yeah. So his, his healing factor is, is unbelievably good, whereas he he's actually at one point had his head completely pulverized, like disintegrated, and yet he still... It still regrew and he was still back to the way he was. Um, Does he feel the pain though? He still he still feels the pain, but because he's insane, it doesn't really slow him down all that much. Um, I mean, he may say something comical like "ouchie" or something, but then he'll just sort of continue on. So um, it's the the healing factor is what sort of contributes to insanity. It's not clear. Uh, I, I think it's been pre- pretty well established, I suppose, that he was insane before he got his powers, um, but. You know, that's up in the air. But it, it contributes to it in the fact that his brain cells are constantly regenerating as well. Um, and so that combined with his sort of his, his own willpower makes him pretty much invulnerable to psionics. So he can't be mind-controlled. And uh, the other thing is that he is um, so unpredictable in battle that you can't really determine what he's going to do next. So he actually went... Uh, at one point he decided that... he At one point he loses his healing effector and uh, gets his butt handed to him in a fight. And he, just, and he realizes that even though he is a master swordsman and, and martial artist and all that sort of stuff, he's kind of let that slide. He hasn't really been training because he has his healing factor to back him up. So he goes to Taskmaster, um, who is a Marvel character who has the ability to uh, copy any move than any other, that any other person makes. Um, and so he hires out his skills to train mercenaries and stuff to, to, to sort of fight like you know, Daredevil and Elektra and Captain America and stuff. Um, so he goes to Taskmaster, Taskmaster to get some training. And uh, while they're fighting, Taskmaster realizes that he can't actually, he can't beat Deadpool because he can't read what he's going to do because even Deadpool doesn't know what he's going to do. So that, that unpredictability is uh, one of his major strengths. He, uh, like I said, he's master martial artist. He, uh, his favorite weapons are uh, guns and um, grenades and these two twin swords that he uses. But he does theoretically have the ability to pull any gun he wants out of his magic satchel. So he does. He, he has for uh, for all you D and D fans out there, he does in fact have uh, a bag of a holding. Bag of holding. <laughs> so which he just found in his backyard one day. It's never been explained where this bag comes from that I know of. If anybody knows otherwise, please let me know. But uh, so yeah, so he can pull anything he stores in that bag. He can he can pull out, and he's been known to pull out all sorts of crazy stuff. Up, up to, the, from what I know, he's pulled out like a Gatling gun <laughs> sort of stuff. So theoretically, he could pull anything he wants out of there. But for the sake of uh, convenience, we'll, um, we're not going to say he's going to pull out a, a nuclear weapon or something like that, because he never has before, So we won't, and let's face it, that'd be kind of boring. Uh, so he's Magic Satchel. Then the other thing he has, which I think is actually his best ability, is that he... Has he, he is self-aware is the, in that he actually he, he quite often refer, uh, refers to himself as a fictional character. He like breaks the fourth wall, talks to the audience, 
Um, yeah. At one point, one character, Bullseye, shows up and says, oh, yeah, it says, wait, how long has it been? And, and he actually, and he quotes the issue where he last saw Deadpool. You know, so stuff like that, which fa- that's my favourite ability of his. So he is essentially, if you think about it, a Looney Tunes character. He's basically Bugs Bunny in yeah, the Marvel he's very, Universe. he's very whimsy. whimsy. Yeah. So he's, yeah. So, that, so he's... So he's inane chatter, like he constantly talks all the time. You know, Spider-Man, you know, has the quips while he's fighting to sort of throw the, the, the enemy off balance sort of stuff, and because he thinks he's funny. Uh, Deadpool takes that to extremes. Like he just, once he he's done... by himself, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So once, he's, once he starts talking, he just does not stop. And even his fr- people who he considers his friends, just it just drives them mad. Um, so that's one of his abilities, just to distract, because they're just like, what the hell is he talking about? So it's uh, it's that's really really cool. The last uh, last but not least, he can teleport. Um, he's it's not the greatest teleportation. It's uh, he's he doesn't have super duper control over it, uh, but he can yeah teleport around. So he's not quite as good as say Nightcrawler, but still teleports pretty cool. So that's Deadpool. Deathstroke is DC Universe's greatest assassin um, and slash mercenary. Uh, he is. It's quite it's quite often mentioned in the in the comics that he uses ninety percent of his brain, which we of course is scientifically inaccurate. But what that generally translates to is that he uh, thinks nine times faster than anybody else. So, um, his his real name is Slade Wilson. So Slade has uh, the honor of being one of the few people in the DC universe to actually beat Batman in a hand to hand fight. Um, and quite convincingly, not just oh, he just got managed to escape with his life. He actually he beat the crap out of him, um, which was pretty pretty cool. Uh, he's uh, he also has a healing factor. Um, it's not quite as it's not quite as no near as good as Deadpool's. Um, it's it's probably it's not even really on par with Wolverine's. But he does he can uh, regenerate. Uh, the only problem is if the damage is too extensive, like he's lost an arm or something, then uh, while he's regenerating, he goes into like a murderous rage because of the because of the pain and the stress. Um, he is a very skilled martial artist, boxing, karate, jiu-jitsu, ninjutsu, all that sort of stuff. His favourite weapons are basically the same as Deadpool's, guns, and uh, he uses swords. Uh, he has armour, unlike Deadpool's armour, uh, he actually has like proper body armour, and it's, uh, well, pre, pre-New 52, it was basically just normal Kevlar stuff, but the New 52 version of Deathstroke, uh, which is the one we're going to use, has uh, armor made out of nymph metal, which is uh, a fictional metal in the DC universe um, that's even better than adamantium, uh, which is the metal that on Wolverine's claws. Uh, and it's, he's actually been able to hold off uh, Superman. So he's, he's, he's even at one point almost beaten the entire Justice League. So Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, that sort of business, because he's, he's basically smarter than all of them. Um, and well, except maybe for soups, and you know has has weapons to sort of take them out. He has a very specific Superman grenade, which he calls the super grenade, <laughs> the super grenade, uh, yeah. which is designed to basically just hold Superman to disorient super, Superman enough in order for him to make his escape. Um, he is uh, super super strong, but it's about the same sort of strength level as Deadpool, so about two tons. Um, and he's uh, nine. He's nine times better. In every, he's basically nine times better in everything. Thinking. You know, processing, speed, strength, all that sort of stuff. Um, and his favorite weapon is a staff, which can fire stuff out of. Like, so he's got. So not only does he fight with it, but he can also shoot out of it and stuff like that. I guess that's enough. That's enough, isn't it? That's that's good. That was good. I didn't need to do any research. You didn't have to do any research. I did it all for you. Oh, the other, the other thing is also that uh, Deadpool. Uh, 
is quite often quoted as being a ripoff of Deathstroke. <laughs> it's basically a copy of Deathstroke. When um, Rob Liefeld created him and took him to his editor, um, his editor basically just said, "This is this is just Deathstroke <laughs> from <laughs> from DC." And so, as a joke, because uh, Rob Liefeld claims that he never he didn't actually rip off Deathstroke, which is blatant rubbish. But it's, it's a, it was an original character that just so happened to have all these similarities. So, as a joke, he named him Wade Wilson. Uh, because Deathstroke's real name is Slade Wilson. So, you know, I don't know. DC <laughs> That's Rob Liefeld's level of humour for you. Yeah, but there's many Marvel DC characters that are rip-offs of each other. Oh, yeah, so. of course, yeah. Yeah, totally. But, uh, oh, the other thing, this is the one, one quick thing I've got to point out. Uh, Deadpool is often referred to as Ninja Spider-Man because he quite often gets mistaken for Spider-Man. He doesn't like <laughs> Spider-Man. And, you know, he loves Spider-Man, but uh, he... Uh, because his costume looks quite similar. Well, I don't, I don't see it personally, but his costume looks quite. So he gets, quite often gets mistaken. How can you not the see mask, that? <laughs> I don't see he it. Looks just like Spider Man. I don't see it at all. <laughs> Spider Man looks like Spider Man. Deadpool looks like Deadpool. Anyway, <laughs> when the, the, the the river of Deadpools were running through New York Comic Con, there was one Spider Man in amongst. I know, them. <laughs> which was awesome. He's <laughs> <laughs> blending in. Blending in. So um, now, before we, before we move on to the fight, I just need to point. I do need to point something out now. Um, when I, uh, I'm going to incorporate this story into the scenario a little bit, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. But I thought I'd better explain it firsthand, just so people don't get a bit confused. Um, when I was uh, when I was d- doing the latter, the the actual fights for the new contest of champions, like I mentioned, some of them were, were actually chosen, and some of them were just drawn out of a hat. And tried to, I tried to randomise it as possible, but if it turned out that the matchup didn't make a lot of sense, like say Robin versus Superman, it'd be ridiculous. I so I would then you know either pick someone or pick another name or whatever the case may be. Um, when, I was, when I was doing this fight, the original matchup was actually Deathstroke versus Nightwing, which in terms of abilities is not that bad. That's actually a pretty cool fight. But there were two DC characters versus each other, and I didn't want that. I wanted universe versus universe. Um, so I actually then picked Deadpool because I thought that would be pretty cool. I was like, you know, similar powers, and, you know, it would work out pretty well, and, I'll, you know, Deadpool's pretty cool, and sort of stuff like that. Little did I know, I consider myself pretty internet savvy, you know, I mean, I host a nerd culture podcast, um, but uh, little did I know that Deadpool versus Deathstroke is just a pretty common trope. It's like, it's so common um, that there's actually, when I was doing a Google image search for a picture of Deathstroke, you know when you do a Google image search and it has uh, categories up the top, it's like wallpapers and New 52 yep. version of Deathstroke and all sorts of stuff, right? It has like, it has like sections. One oh, of the yeah. sections is Deathstroke versus Deadpool. <laughs> so, and there's, and it, when I looked in there, there's all these, you know, fan art pictures of these characters going at it. So, so I did a little bit of research, and and you know, sure enough, this is people have been arguing these two characters for years since I was a wee lad, <laughs> since the start of the internet. I'm not shocked given their similarity. I know, and, and, and I'm actually I'm kind of disappointed with myself that I didn't figure that out because I thought I was a super genius when I figured it. I was like, oh, these two characters are brilliant. I'm the first one ever to come up with this concept. Why has no one ever thought of this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so I do apologise for that. So if, if people uh, there have been a couple of uh, comments of you know it's like well this has been done to death. So I, I do apologise for that, but I still think it'll be a cool fight. The other thing I noticed is that yeah, because this has been talked about before, there's you know there's other websites that have these sort of that have this scenario going. I intentionally didn't read any of those because I didn't want them to influence how this fight goes. Um, one of the fam- the most famous one I suppose is from the uh, the guys at ScrewAttack.com um, who have uh, Mega Battle sort of things similar to what we do. 
Um, where, but the only difference is they have videos, uh, some pretty cool animated videos. So check them out, screwattack.com. Um, they also have a Deathstroke versus Deadpool fight. Uh, I intentionally have not watched <laughs> that, uh, that fight, so... Uh, I'm very. I'm, after we do ours, I'm very excited. After, after we do ours, I'm gonna get, then go watch that, and we'll see just how you know similar we made them. So cool. All right. So uh, as all the fights, all the fights take place in the same arena. Uh, I've decided to call it the arena. Uh, 1800 by 1800 feet cube, about four city blocks of New York. Uh, so all the New York, all the New York stuff that's meant to be there is there. So buildings, warehouses, shops, cars, that sort of stuff. No people. Um, and there's no civilians. Yes, uh, it's covered by a force field dome. I do need to point out that it is a dome that reaches up to 700 kilometers. So that is actually technically space. So it's beyond the satellites. Uh, so I actually do have a scenario through this, which I thought was pretty cool. The uh, news news of these con- of these uh, battles spreads around around the world and. Uh, it, uh, the next uh, people will actually start volunteering for these fights and Deathstroke volunteers in order to, to win the, the prize money which I didn't think of beforehand we would be, I don't know what it is we'll say over 9,000 oh, that was terrible <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so Slade has uh, volunteered to be in the fights and uh, the um, they've, and so is Nightwing so Slade versus Nightwing is the next battle and uh, Deadpool finds out about it and he's like this is this is no good. This should be me. I'm Deadpool. I'm the greatest. I just want to point out that I'm not going to try and do any Deadpool comedy during this fight because I'm just not I'm not funny enough <laughs> to do this sort of stuff. So uh, please forgive me for anything that might slip out. But uh, so he's, he's like, I'm just <laughs> like he stopped video. Uh, so he's, and so he's like, no, no, this is no, this is no good. So he actually kidnaps Nightwing and uh, appears in his place. So for the for the start of this fight, Deadpool's actually wearing Nightwing's. Costume. So that's so the, the crowd thinks it's Deathstroke versus Nightwing, but it's actually Deathstroke versus Deadpool. They start at one one side each uh, side of the city, like we did for X twenty three and Robin, and have to make their way to each other. I just come up with a better prize because some of the contestants aren't going to care about money. Yeah. So the prize is the thing that you want most. So maybe in Deadpool's case, it would be the ability to die. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. You're you're you're. Your fondest wish granted. Yes. I don't know who's running the the, the, the like, competition like, then. We, we should find a way to continue the story every every week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, um, the competitions. All right. We'll we'll find a way. We'll put our we'll put our heads together. But that's the scenario for this one. So, Destro thinks he's about to fight Nightwing because I wanted to incorporate that whole thing that whole scenario. But it's actually Deadpool in a poorly made Nightwing costume. Like, as soon as Deathstroke sees him, he's, he's going to know it's not... I mean, he's... Probably, yeah. You know, Nightwing's a it's just, very it's handsome just young man. costume, but it says Nightwing on the But chest. it says Nightwing, yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's just a T-shirt that says Nightwing written on it. <laughs> I like it. See how better at this Deadpool stuff, this stuff than me? Nightwing T-shirt from Think Geek. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, well, let's go. Let's start. They're in the city. Sound, I mean, it, it sounds like Deathstroke's pretty hard to beat. I mean... Do you think that just the fact that he doesn't regenerate quite as fast as Wade does, that would be enough to give Deadpool the edge? Well, I think there's a lot of, a lot of conf- factors that give Deadpool the edge. I mean, if he can teleport. Deathstroke can't. Um, he can't die. He regenerates much faster. He he yeah. can't he can't be analyzed. So so Slade's nine percent nine times faster analytical skills than anybody else is irrelevant because. Deadpool can't be read. 
Deadpool can pull whatever weapon he wants out of his satchel. He can teleport. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the the factors weigh heavily in Deadpool's favor. He's, he's I think very, so too. Yeah, he's very much got the Looney Tunes universe skills at his disposal. He could probably yeah. pull an anvil out of that thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. He could pull an anvil out of his thing, and that I mean, yeah, that whole Looney Tunes thing aspect of thing I think is what I I think. I mean, I'll start straight up. I think this Deadpool's got the edge because he's so unpredictable, and he knows he knows that he's unpredictable. So he, if he wants, he could teleport out, read some Deathstroke comics to know what Deathstroke's all about. Or we could even say that he read some Deathstroke comics before he even got into the dome or whatever. We we could even say that he asks us because he always breaks the fourth wall. He knows he's. Like, Dead, Deadpool, like, if we're getting really nerdy in this right now, Deadpool knows he's on a podcast. Like, Deadpool is part of the conversation. That is genius! <laughs> and in the same way he knows he's in a comic book and he knows he's in a video game, and hopefully he'll know he's in a movie, in the new movie, yeah. um, he knows he's on a podcast right now. So how does that affect the fight? That is brilliant! This is, this is how I sort of see it going. So basically, so they start fighting, right? So Deathstroke's going to start with long-range, long-range attacks, so he's going to be... Because as soon as he sees him, he's going to know it's not actually Dick Grayson. So he's going to start you know, start shooting. They're shooting at each other. Deathstrokes, you know, dodging or letting the, the deflect off the Neth metal. The, 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 neither of them really care all that much. I mean, Death, Deathstroke can get, Deadpool can get hit. Deathstroke can get hit too because he can just bounce off his metal. So they they'd start off, you know, long range shooting stuff, throwing grenades. Deadpool's jumping around like an idiot. Deathstroke's just trying to finish it as quickly as possible. And then, uh, then they so they get up, they get in close. Out come the swords. Oh, that reminds me. Deadpool's one of Deadpool's swords is made out of a metal that negates healing factors. Oh wow! So I got I did the point out. I can't remember what the metal's called. I think it's called um, carbonium or something. Um, anybody needs to correct me on that? I'd, be, I'd please do so. But it, it basically, yeah. So it, so it, uh, it, it's just it's basically a normal a normal broadsword, but it has a magical ability to stop. The healing factor so, from kicking. So basically, in. whatever Deathstroke does, Deadpool's got a counterpoint. Got to counter for it, yeah. So, so I really like, I really like um, both suggestions, right? So yeah, so they so they can't, they're going at it. Normal swords. Deadpool's just using he's just normal katanas, you know, sort of bang, bang, bang. Actually, I think Deathstroke is a better fighter than Deadpool. Deadpool's actually kind of lazy about it because he can just he takes the hits. You know what I mean? He's like, oh yeah, whatever. So he's actually he's got he's being shot. He's being stabbed. He's being sliced. I'm willing, willing, even willing to say that he's lost an arm or a hand or something. Just to play devil's advocate, I, I really am rooting for Deadpool. But just to play devil's <laughs> advocate, is, like, is there any way that Deathstroke could take the the healing factor sword away from Deadpool? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think what what that uh, so Deathstroke is basically just slicing the crap out of Deadpool, right? And then somehow during the fight, Deadpool sees that. He, Oh, you know what? You know what? Deathstroke has only got one eye, right? So the way his helmet is designed is he only sees out of one eye because the other eye got damaged, right? It's a long, complicated story. And uh, Deadpool will try and take... I think Deadpool will try and take out one of Deathstroke's eyes or blind yeah, him in some way. The other, the is, other eye? That is really good, yeah. But in like a comical way. Nothing. I mean, I'm not saying a sword through the eye, but it would be something funny like, you know, like got your nose, but with the eye. So... Like with a with a with a pie, like a lemon yeah. pie, or he'll poke it out with a sword. He'll poke and it eyeball, out. eyeball on the I end. Would, I mean, I think the smartest thing to do would be to poke it out with the sword. That way, it can't grow back. Uh, we 
Yeah, I guess, but I was trying to be funny. <laughs> well, can, poke it, can I poke it out with a rubber chicken at least? Can, um, can Deathstroke... Is that what he pulls out of his out of his bag as a rubber chicken? <laughs> I'm going to say he pulls out a rubber chicken and pokes Death, Deathstroke in the eye... With the and, beak. With the beak and pops it out. And he's like, you know, he's like, all right, now I've got three eyes. <laughs> and just... <laughs> And then, and, he says, uh, and then he says, next up, Wade versus um, Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> You're so good at this. And so Deathstroke's like stumbling around like, you know, oh, my God. I mean, he's, he's not going to be – It's I mean, he's going to be really angry about it. The last – because uh, in the – there's a comic where he's fighting – he's fighting someone. I think the Justice League, and he gets blinded during it, I think. And so he's – hell, in fact, he kicks in. But he's enraged because he's like, well, my God, I've only got one eye. Hmm. And uh, and he just goes mental. In fact, that he goes crazy is, is how they're able to take him down. So he's so he's so he's but gone nutty. Going crazy might work against Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to suggest can Deathstroke. It probably won't work now that he's blind and crazy. But could he use uh, leftover nitrogen from Robin? Oh, no nitrogen. <laughs> no nitrogen <laughs> in this fight. Liquid nitrogen. I'm tired of that nitrogen business. X <laughs> X still won with that nitrogen. I just want to point that out. Anyway, so. Um, the <laughs> so the the rubber chicken pokes the eye out. Deadpool's like being all funny with it. I've got three eyes, four if he can't. Deathstroke's trying to grab out blindly. Deathstroke's <laughs> like, what's going <laughs> Give on? Give me the eye back. He's he's too enraged to think clearly. So Wade now does. Deadpool now knows. So it's like he sees the heal, the eyes healing, knows that he has a healing factor as well. Whips out the anti healing factor sword. I would just use that sword all the time, just as like you know, just in case. You never know. <laughs> yeah, but George well, insane. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he, 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 he's cool with it. He can he can lose lose some limbs. It's fine. But uh, yeah, so um, and so stabs Deathstroke with it in the heart. Actually, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to what you were saying before. So, so he was. I mean, he's not eager to to finish off the fight anytime soon, right? He's having fun. So at this point, so he's he's poked at the eye out. He's now blind. But he can see that it's regrowing, right? So at this point, he does what Bo suggests. He turns to us and says, yeah. Hey, what's up, David, Bo, and Crystal? <laughs> NC Piers? Um, I'm not going to try to do his voice. It's like, hey, what's going on? So I, uh, something tells me that because I just uh, he just lost an eye and it's regrowing, that he, that he has a healing factor just like me, right? Yeah. But, not, but not just like me, because I'm the great, because I'm the pool. God, I'm hopeless. <laughs> Please forgive me. But uh, it's like, yeah, I, I'm the greatest. But but he does have a healing factor, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys have to be excited to be talking to Deadpool. I'm talking to Deadpool. Yeah, you're talking you're to right, Deadpool. Man. Yeah. All right. It's like, all right, cool. So you reckon I should use my my uh, fancy anti Wolverine sword? Yeah, I think so. Cut his head off. All right, cool, awesome. So he whips out, whips the sword. It's like, all right, you rock, Bo. You're bolicious. <laughs> You're bodacious. <laughs> Pulls out the sword out of his bag. Stabs Deathstroke. Now, I don't know enough about this sword to know whether it would get through Deathstroke's armour. Yeah, I don't know that it could. I don't know that it could, man. Well, he'd have to go through the eye again, wouldn't he? To be sure. I mean, very, very it, quick look at Deathstroke's armour. I would go through the eye and, like, lobotomize him. Oh, I like, yeah, I like that. Through yeah, the eye, I, you reckon? Be Deathstroke, be Deadpool again. 
It's like, it's, wait a minute, I can't. Oh, so, yeah, he pulls out the sword and he starts going stabby, stabby. And he actually says that. It's like, stabby, 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 stabby. Hey, Deadpool, Deadpool, that's not going to work. It's not going to work, man. He's got he's got metal armor. Oh, uh, that. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, you got to go in the eye and then and then upwards to try to mess up his brain. What? Uh, so, so, you, so you reckon I should hit him through the eye, Bo Duke? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Deadpool would say "reckon," but yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. <laughs> All right, thank you. are my you're my new best friend, Bo. All right. <laughs> this is the worst. I'm going to yeah, take some right. acting lessons. It's terrible. Um, so yeah, so stabs um, Deathstroke through the eye with the anti-healing factor sword. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much game over, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I kind of have a stipulation on this one. All right. I th- I think that there is a I think there is a possibility that Deathstroke could take this healing factor sword from Deadpool. Yeah. But then again, if we're saying this is a fight to the death, like Deadpool literally can't die. That's right. Deadpool so can't die. So he wins regardless. Yeah. So yeah, there's no there's there's no way to there's no way to win. But he can be incapacitated. So as as I pointed out on the thing, it's just he he can be incapacitated enough to then be knocked out. Uh, we're, we're introducing the rule that if you're unconscious for 1 minute 30 seconds, it's a KO and you lose. But the way, the way we've gone doesn't really matter. I mean, the way we've gone now, I mean, Deathstroke's just got a, yeah. an anti-healing factor sword through the face. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I, I think in our scenario right now, Deadpool win. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was going for the underdog. Actually, I mean, I wanted I wanted him to take the sword off him and use it against him in, you know, with his superior fighting skills. But it was just it was too funny to not have his eye poked out with a rubber chicken. So the the, 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 the berserker rage works against him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he goes with his rage. All right, so yeah, we are, are we happy with that? Yep. We we happy with that outcome? Yep. I'm on I'm on board, man. You're on board. So Deadpool I wins. Talk to Deadpool. That I got to talk to Deadpool. That's all that matters. Like, it's like, all right, KO, Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool. The Deadpool's come out of the podcast and he's reading our fridge. <laughs> he's come out of the yeah. podcast. That's creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, victory for Deadpool. Thank you very much, Bo and David and Crystal. You all rock, but not as much as me because I'm Deadpool. <laughs> you sound like David. I do sound a lot like David. <laughs> you need to be on more often, man. I'll make another appearance. Don't you worry. I mean, I won this round, so that means I get uh, get to go to the next round. <laughs> Even if I didn't win, I was still going to go to the next round. Let's face it, I'm awesome. I can't wait to see who I fight next. Anyway, that was very entertaining. I just uh, do apologise again for my pathetic attempts at being Deadpool. Uh, so just to point out, so to point out the votes, so it's uh, time to introduce the voting. Uh, like I said, there was over 90 comments on the Facebook post. Uh, so combined with, uh, so all the, so tallied up those votes and I've combined them with the votes from the last episode where we spoke to Brian Rathbone and um, uh, Richo and Luke run here. So those all combined are Deathstroke, 19 votes. Deadpool, 74 votes. Oh my god, that's pretty crazy! <laughs> In annihilation. <laughs> but actually, I, mean, I wanted I wanted Deathstroke to win. I, mean, I I I did want that. Just somehow come out from <laughs> from behind. I don't know. I just thought like he's you know Deathstroke is a really st- strong character. I mean, like you yeah. said, like I mean he outsmarted the Justice League. I mean that's uh, that's amazing stuff. But I think yeah. it's it's really like Deadpool's cartoony factor to him. Yeah, it, I mean that's a really unstoppable. Force. And the fact that he's self-aware, 
I mean, he's he's like aware that he's a comic book character and sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> and he sounds just like you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's read out Brian's one. So Brian's notes. Uh, let's see how close we came to what he thought would happen. Even though Deathstroke has an extensive knowledge of weapons and hand-to-hand fighting, as well as deception, stealth, and tactics, Deadpool has this fight in the bag. With each character starting with standard gear that is basically a rifle, a sidearm, and a knife. Uh, we didn't go with that, but anyway. Uh, Deadpool gets his bottomless bag filled with anything. Katanas, grenades, pistols, and most importantly, his wisecracks. This battle will turn out to be essentially Bugs Bunny, played by Deadpool, versus Elmer Fudd, played as Deathstroke. Well, there you go. That's kind of how we went. Uh, with, every, with everybody's favorite Bugs Bunny winning. Of course, Deadpool will be wearing the ears. Be very, very quiet. I'm <laughs> hunting Deadpool. So there you go. So it's uh, it's a victory for Deadpool. I apologize to the Deathstroke fans. I did want Deathstroke to win. Um, but Deadpool's just got too many advantages. So that means he, go, that, so that means he goes to the next stage, uh, which means that he's next fight, him versus X-23. Cool. Ooh. That's rough. Is, who's, whose healing factor is, is better? X-23? I don't know. I'd say they're probably even. Yeah, they're yeah I mean, they both had arms cut off and then reattached. Can you pull out liquid nitrogen out of his bag? There's no liquid nitrogen! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how, that's how I'm going to win. <laughs> he does have his I mean, anti-healing factor sword, win. though. <laughs> Bloody liquid nitrogen. I'm sick of it. Uh, so that means the next fight is round three, which is, dun, 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 as uh, Crystal promised <laughs> a couple of episodes back, it's not all going to be comic characters, so uh, some other nerddom gets a, a chance to jump in. Round three is Gowron. 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 <laughs> <laughs> From Star Trek versus, uh, and I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this, is it Tilk? Tilk. Is it Tilk? Tilk. Tilk. I don't know, whatever. The, the, it's T-E-A-L apostrophe C. Yeah. Tilk. Who's yeah. Tilk? Yeah, from Stargate. Okay, which one, which uh, which Stargate? SG-1. Yeah, the TV show. Okay, I only oh. watched like part of it. The one with MacGyver. I'll find out though, I'll, I'll look yeah. into well, it. Yeah, well he's the tall uh, African-American gentleman with the... The gold thing on his forehead. With the gold oh, thing on his forehead. Yeah, 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 that guy. That yeah, guy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. So, uh, Garon versus... <laughs> Well, I could do my research for that episode. I've got all the Stargates. So I'll watch all of them. So yeah, so, so I thought that would be pretty interesting. Uh, but most importantly, who do you think will win? So uh, please get it, get your votes in. One of the Klingon's finest warriors versus Stargate's Teal. only cool character. Lies. <laughs> Truth. Lies. <laughs> Don't call me Lucy. Stargate. Stargate's totally Klingon knockoff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and the, first, yeah. the, the Klingon ripoff. Oh, jeez. Gowron will just, if it was a staring contest. It was a staring contest. <laughs> <laughs> Gowron's got the greatest eyes of every character, though, to bear. The second just... only to, um, the only second to him is Betty Davis. Betty Davis eyes. Don't, don't sing it. <laughs> <laughs> And should I be offended at the fact that you just told me not to sing something? I should be, but I won't be, because you're too lovely. Cool, so yeah, so I'll post that on the Facebook page, get your votes in, uh, I'd like to hear some comments on uh, the uh, Deadpool versus Deathstroke fight, if you agree or disagree, I'm sure I'm, sure I'm going to get some comments, and I'm cool, I've got some thick, ste- thick skin. That's a, that's a really tough one, I'd be, yeah. I would be shocked if we didn't have some differing opinions, because that's just a really tough one. It is. So yep, so Garon versus Tilk. Tilk. 
Tilk. Tilk. Next up, we've got Azerothian Times. Despite my uh, comments at, this, at the start of the show, I actually don't really have anything for Azerothian Times, I'm afraid. I mean, there's not really that much happening, and uh, I'm actually kind of bored with the game. <gasps> I mean, I still jump in and do the garrison stuff. I do the... I mean, it's... I just I, I get I get the feeling Wall of the Draenor to me is just not very alt friendly. Like if you've got alt characters, there's a lot of yeah. work that you've got to do because each each character has their own garrison. You've got to go in there and you do your followers, you do your mining, you do your herbing, you do your stuff. So it, it, it's, I don't uh, I don't want to do any of that stuff on my garrison. I, I think that yeah. your garrison should be like it should be account bound. But like I understand that if you have certain professions, then you'd want certain buildings. Yeah. So it should be like those little center buildings like in, around the campfire. Yeah. Maybe those are not account bound. And then you can you can change those out, but all the other ones are account bound and all share the same timer. You could kind of handle it that way. That oh, was I I'm, I'm totally I, with you. Actually actually that's how I thought it was going to be and how I wanted it to be. Like it should be I thought it should be realm bound. Like all the same characters on the same realm yeah. should be able to visit the one garrison. Obviously it doesn't work that way and uh, I don't know. I'm actually yeah, I'm kind of tired of worlds. I I I am and I'm not. I, I there's I I do think it's a great expansion. Um, I just think that it has. I, I think that's an issue. I think the garrison thing's an issue because, like, sure, it's not needed. Like, you could you could definitely play a character and not even touch your garrison. Hmm. But because hmm. it's there, you're like it's just one of those things. Like you you have to be at your garrison. Like how it, how hard. Would it be to play it without the garris without using anything in the garrison? Exactly. Like even even if you don't need those things, it's just like every day you log in and you get those little dots, you know. And I got to go get rid of the dots, you know. It's like yep. it's some kind of weird thing. Yeah, it's no, like I'm with you. I think when you check your Facebook messages, not because you even want to read any of them, but you want to get rid of the dot, you know. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing that in WoW now, basically. And, and the new well, it might help whenever the new raid comes out. The new raid's supposed to come out like this week or next week, or it already came out. No, it's this, no, it's this this Tuesday. Well, the, the next um, maintenance period. Oh, okay. So it was this coming Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's in a weird place. I've actually been playing other games. Yeah, I, I actually um, they're doing like a free. It's either fifteen days or thirty days of uh, Final Fantasy Online. Uh, so I picked that up. A Realm Reborn is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will tell you, as a WoW player, it is a lot like WoW, but um, at the same time. It's different in that um, a it's a lot slower. It's a lot. It's a it's a much more single player game um, until you get to the higher levels. I guess I'm I'm, I'm like level three, so you know. <laughs> but it's it's a uh, it's much much slower. Um, whenever you pick up a quest, you have to read this thing for like 15 minutes. Like they give you page after page after page. <laughs> the cool thing that I like, like, and this would be interesting if they could do this in World of Warcraft, is. You make well. You can make as many characters as you want, but you make one character, and it you you train it to be a mage or like a you know whatever, and you can if you change your mind down the road, you take that same character and you just train it to be something else. But yeah. um, that's the other MMO I've been playing is is uh, Star Trek Online, which is always kind of my fallback. Yeah, it's uh I just enjoy it because like in WoW like I kind of have to like watch YouTube videos or read and try to catch up on what's going on with the history and the lore. And it's like in Star Trek Online, I already know. I already know the history. So, like, it's kind of fun just to be able to, you know, like, be able to just jump in and, and not have to do any kind of studying. Because the history of World of Warcraft is like knowing the history of Earth. Like, it's insane. <laughs> I do you know? I do like Star Trek Online. It, it's a bit 
I'm so crap at space combat that uh, I just I can't get into it. I I enjoy the com. I enjoy ground way better than space. Oh, space right. is like you just tap space bar until you can shoot torpedoes, and then you shoot the torpedoes, and you keep tapping space bar. Cool. Do you have to pay any money? Is it like a pay to win sort of deal? With uh, well, Final Fantasy has a subscription fee, but with Star Trek Online, they do like you can buy ships, you can buy like different uniforms. If you have a particular uniform that you like from. Um, say one of the movies or something like that, you can purchase that. Um, you buy new character slots and that sort of thing. But um, I don't really feel at a disadvantage playing the game without buying any of those things. Okay, but you can buy new ships and stuff, yeah. So I'm going to buy Voyager. I can yeah. do that. Yeah, you can buy you, all the really cool ships are are definitely purchasable. But the um, the ships that you can get just on like earning credits and things are um, almost just as good. I mean, I would say they might have a slight advantage by buying the ships, but um, not, a, not a huge advantage. And there's not much PvP anyway in um, Star Trek Online, so it's almost like if somebody in your group bought a really fancy ship, I mean, it's just helping you out, really. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's uh, Azerothian Times. It, uh, it was mainly probably should, we should rename it to uh, Online Times. Check that was the MMO times. <laughs> MMO yeah. times. Star date. Let's uh, finish up with our coming soon. In Australian cinemas, February twelfth, we get Escobar: Paradise Lost, which is about a guy who, uh, a surfer guy, who falls in love with his chick and then finds out that it's actually the niece of Pablo Escobar, notorious drug lord. Um, he's a real person. That's uh, yeah. Uh, bor- it sounds boring. Who cares? Uh, the next, the other release is Fifty Shades of Grey, the Lego version. No, the legit version. <laughs> the Le- yeah, Fifty Shades of Lego. Fifty Shades of Lego. Uh, yeah, I have no interest in that. Obviously, uh, we finally get Selma uh, and the interview. Have you seen that yet? Uh, no, I still haven't seen it. Y'all, y'all getting it in theaters there? Yeah. Holy crap! That's pretty <laughs> crazy. It never came out in theaters here. There you go. Uh, and we also get What We Did on Our Holiday, which is a British production. Strangely enough, the next day we then get a release, uh, which is an Australian film called Wormwood, uh, which is, according to its poster, a cross between Mad, Mad Max meets Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. You're not selling me on it. <laughs> the guy on the poster looks awesome, so I, I don't know. But oh, that uh, sounds cool, man. Yeah, it's an Australian film, so I thought I'd give it, give it a mention. Australia's own. Australia's own, Wormwood. Check it out. <laughs> And uh, American cinemas. In American cinemas, we get eight shades of yellow of Lego. <laughs> Live. Fifty Shades of Grey. We get a uh, Kingsman, the rewrite, old fashioned. Oh, we also get Wormwood and uh, Queen and Country. Cool. So you're also getting Australia's own Wormwood. Yeah, Wormwood. <laughs> February thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. That's awesome. Road of the Dead. <laughs> cool. So that's it for episode 129. Thank you very much again to everybody who uh, jumped on Facebook and gave us your opinions about the fight. Uh, don't forget, you got uh, round three in two weeks' time. Gowron versus... Tilk. Tilk. And if you're not on Facebook, you can um, also put your opinions on the website. You can indeed. Or even tweet, tweet it to us. Whatever, where you, there's so the many varied ways. However you want. Any way that you can contact us, please do so. That'd be awesome. That's it from me, your host, David. And the crew, Crystal. Deadpool. Indeed. <laughs> Crystal Pool. David Pool. David Pool. Bo Pool. <laughs> and Bo. The Merc with the Mouth. Kick 
Deathstroke's ass. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can write on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.